Hello, everyone. My name is Bob Stewart. I'm back with the third episode of the Scripps Talks podcast. And with me today, I have Ann Swartzen, who is a graduate of our master's program uh, back in the day. And uh, she lives in Paris. And uh, I've been watching her on Facebook and seeing some of her blogs and uh, decided it would be good to to check in with her for this this podcast. So, Anne, uh, welcome from Paris. Thank you, Bob. Um, You've written about uh, uh, sort of daily coping with daily um, kind of just getting around and that sort of thing. And then I noticed that you recently had retired. So uh, perhaps a little background, maybe talk about your your career and how it was that that landed you in, in Paris. And then we can talk about life in Paris as you now know it. Sure. Um, well, after I finished at, uh, at Ohio, um, I went to work for uh, McGraw-Hill, which at the time published Business Week uh, in Washington, and then found myself at the Dallas Morning News in Washington, and then the Washington Post. And uh, it was from there that my husband and I, he also uh, worked for the Washington Post, got sent to uh, Canada and then France as foreign correspondents. So we got to France, uh, you know, and uh, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed living in Europe. And when time came to go back to Washington, (laughs) decided we liked Paris better than we liked the Washington Post, even though we liked the Washington Post a lot. So it was then that I joined Bloomberg um, and was there for uh, almost 19 years, always in Paris. And you retired uh, just two or three months ago, is that correct? That's right, that's right. And yes, it's been people. People say, "How is retirement going?" And I say, "I don't know because I don't know what it's like in a normal world." <laughs> yes, what is what does normal even mean uh, now? So, what is what is the new normal for you? Well, I think it's really important for people in the states to understand the kind of um, restrictions that people in France and Spain and Italy, to a lesser extent Germany, uh, are living under, because it may happen to them as well. Um, France is under not full lockdown, but pretty darn close. Um, People all over the country, the entire country, are pretty much ordered to stay at home and urged to stay at home. You can only leave home um, for five reasons. Uh, Shopping, medical, helping uh, an old person or someone who needs help. Um, What are the other two? Oh, you get to go out and uh, do exercise. Uh, but only for a radius of two kilometers, which is less than a mile uh, from your home and for a maximum of an hour. Um, Oh, and uh, for work under certain circumstances. And the streets are crawling with cops who will stop you and check your papers. You have to have a paper that justifies why you're going out, which is pretty odd since you signed the paper yourself. But in any case, uh, you're subject to a fine if necessary. And, uh, you know, if, if they decide that uh, you really are breaking the rules. And this has been the case for a week. And the prime minister said last night that the uh, lockdown period will almost surely be extended beyond the additional week that it was scheduled to run. So this this current order runs out on what date? Uh, a week from today. A week from but today. But it's going to be extended. There's yeah. no question about it. Well, uh, how does this, uh, I mean, do you have any close contact with, with friends there who are reacting to this, or does everyone more or less just accept it as necessary? The, 
I would say in the kind of, um, you know, you could call it expatriate circles or in kind of educated French circles, um, it's very accepted. It's it's accepted pretty much everywhere. I don't, you know, there are some, you, you see people, the other day I went for a walk and saw two guys jogging next to each other down the sidewalk. You're not supposed to do that. Um, you know, we all spend a lot of time on Twitter and Facebook comparing, like, are you allowed to do this? Are you allowed to do that? But I think people understand that this is the only way to really achieve uh, social distancing and break the transmission chain. And when, when we look at photographs of Americans all over the country, you know, on the beaches at spring break or standing at bars or in London, you know, I saw a photograph just from yesterday of people packed on the subway. I have an almost visceral reaction against that. You know, we've kind of been trained to um, to take this very seriously. My my hunch is that uh, you know, young people when they when they actually have a friend who comes down with it and is struggling, I, I think, you know, and by then the question is, is it is it too late because they've already engaged in behaviors that spread the, the virus so so dramatically? I mean, this is obviously very concerning. In um, in this community, you know, as well, when we had some students um, hanging out at a bar, you know, on the the last or the weekend before uh, spring break was supposed to end, um, it seemed like the last moment of you know wanting to have that student life experience. But yes, it, I I also had that same kind of reaction. It's quite interesting how quickly we've we've become aware of this need for social distancing as a sociological experience. Yeah, and I think there's, there's a, a few reasons for that, because to, to people in Europe, it's been obvious for, I would say, six weeks. You know, uh, even France was late to impose uh, this, uh, this lockdown. You know, Italy started having serious problems in mid-February, and as has been written in a lot of news organizations, the evidence was was right there for uh, the U.S. to see. Um, and instead, you know, a lot of time has been squandered. Do you think uh, some of this is, is because of an inward-looking nature of Americans? I mean, you, you lived your life um, professionally, much of it overseas, and I, I know you probably thought very much about what do American audiences want to know about and so forth and so on. Uh, do you think this is somewhat a, a result of not paying attention to, to news from abroad? That's certainly how it seems to me, you know, but there's also a lot of other reasons as well. You know, we could talk for the entire podcast about the failure of leadership in Washington, but we can skip that political stuff. Uh, but yeah, I'm always surprised when um, I get responses to my blog on Facebook where people say, you mean you're not allowed to go out? It's like, hello, what do you think's going on here? I had a relative who was going to come visit France with her family, um, I think she was going to arrive, due to arrive about 10 days ago. And she was still hadn't even decided whether to cancel the trip or not when I contacted her a week before that. And, you know, I think she, she didn't even know what kind of situation it was in France. I'm not blaming her or anyone specifically. You know, the information is out there. You know, the New York Times has stories. The Washington Post has stories. CNN has stories. Somehow it doesn't register in people's minds as relevant to their experience. It reminds me of a scene in the, the movie The Killing Fields when uh, the ambassador's aide was 
talking to the reporter and saying that a family wanted to come visit Cambodia in the middle of that dreadful, you know, civil war and uh, sort of had no idea how bad it really was. Um, there's a little bit of that. So uh, if you wanted to go out for a walk with your husband, uh, who you, you know, you live with, would you still in public feel the pressure to socially distance? It's not so much that. We just literally wouldn't go out together. Uh, we do go out for walks, but separately. Um, you're really supposed to be only out to do, you know, business of your own, your own shopping, your own exercise, whatever. Um, we joke that maybe we could borrow somebody's dog and take that for a walk because that's allowed. <laughs> there has been a run on shelters here from what I can tell on Twitter. Uh, everybody's very lonely. You know, a lot of people are by themselves and quite justifiably, you know, are looking for a company that wouldn't infect them. Um, so I, I, I'm sure there's going to be uh, some evidence, in, in, you know, when this is all said and done, that the shelters got a, a kind of a run on. A, maybe they are considered essential businesses now. I don't know. Or, you know, let, let's face it. Um, this is also, especially for people who live alone or people who are mentally fragile, uh, this can be a very profound negative experience. Um, I know that I've read that that was something Angela Merkel of Germany was concerned about when she, she decided not to impose a lockdown. So maybe a dog helps a little bit. I, I assume you probably have been paying attention to media coverage, uh, U.S. media coverage, as you mentioned, New York Times, Washington Post, etc., and European coverage, would you say that uh, those kinds of media outlets are approaching it in a similar way, or are you seeing any kind of a, a difference between approaches? That's an interesting question. Um, I feel like uh, the New York Times has a more, um, how should I put it, a, a more planned approach. So every day there's uh, a main bar that has updates contributed by reporters around the world. Um, and, and I think they're trying for a kind of, uh, as the New York Times often does, a kind of, um, if not top-down, a kind of comprehensive um, coverage, whereas the Washington Post will be more likely to grab onto, you know, let's say uh, one particular crazy Trump press conference or something particular that's happening in Italy. They're going for the more pointed um, type of coverage. I think either bo both work, you know, and I think they're both doing a good job you know, explaining what's going on everywhere. There's a lot of, um, here's what South Korea did right. Here's what China did right. Uh, that I think is very useful even for countries that can't really adopt those kind of measures. And then, you, you know, you kind of alluded to it, and you may not want to go into it in great detail, but I have to believe that the image coming out of the White House and um, the coverage of that in Europe must be quite keen and, and sharp um, and critical. Am I, am I correct about that? Normally, that's what it is. But I think each country is so wrapped up in its own affairs right now. Um, you know, the chaos in Washington, while very real, is just a kind of sidebar to uh, what's happening here. You know, the, uh, every day there's, there's new announcements, there's um, new measures, new statistics, um, people, you know, advice about how to cope. This, uh, it's not surprising, I think, that, that countries like France are, are 
if not turning in, inward, at least focusing mostly on their own dilemma. Now, I have one last question uh, for you, and that has to do with your guitar playing. Uh, I know that at one time you were studying guitar and working on learning guitar on a, on a higher level, and I'm wondering if that's one way that you're occupying your, your time now, that you have to be inside so much. <laughs> uh, I wish, because uh, then I could uh, you know, learn to play like you do. But I've had uh, several uh, accidents over the last few years that have uh, caused minor injuries to my hands. And uh, so I'm not able to play uh, nearly as much as I used to. Interestingly, those accidents were almost entirely due to um, riding. I ride horses. And I think sometimes now inside my house, I think, oh, if only I could be out on a horse outdoors. You know, it's amazing how much you miss being outdoors when it's so limited. Well, Anne, thank you very much for uh, for joining us. And if somebody wants to read your, your blog, can you uh, give us the address, please? Uh, it's uh, anneswartzenoneword.wordpress.com. All right. Well, good luck. I, I, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to develop some, uh, you know, some skills that we have thought about our, you know, personally for a long time. For example, me doing this podcast from home is something that I always knew I could do. But now it seems like the right occasion to uh, to do it. Exactly. I had planned um, for my retirement to start blogging about France, but I was going to take my time and think about the voice I wanted to develop and write prototypes. And this happened, and I just jumped into it. And even though I need to do it better, uh, it, it, that's exactly what you're saying. It's um, you know, it, it shows us new windows, new views of ourselves in the world. Well, good luck, Anne, with the blog, and good luck with uh, social distancing, and um, hopefully you'll be able to be back outside on a horse or on a bike or something that feels normal to you. Great. Thank you very much, and uh, best wishes to everybody in Ohio. Stay safe. <laughs>